Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey everybody, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino and I'm so excited today. I have Dr. Katie Kangas with me and the reason why I'm so excited is because when you, of course, when you read her description about what she does, she's an integrative vet, which are my favorites, as you all know, but she uses being preventative. She's a preventative vet. That means she's being proactive. That means she's teaching us pet parents what we can do to prevent these diseases and problems happening in the first place, which you know I'm all about. And then if something does happen, then guess what? She's got a great uh, integrative plan that she's always going to come up with, which you know I love because... Um, I don't know. I know you probably don't know this. Doc, can I call you Dr. Katie? I always do oh, this to vets. I always do. call him like Dr. Zach yells at me all the time. He's like, my name is Zach. And I'm like, but I love calling you Dr. Zach, <laughs> especially <laughs> because he looks like he's 16. So I feel like I have to call him Dr. Zach so people know. But um, what I, now I forgot what I was saying. But I would I I have to ask, did you get out of school and go, wait a minute, like what, what made you go, there's got to be more and I've got to do more. Did you get out of school and think that, or did you start becoming a, a vet and going, this is just, this isn't complete. This isn't helping. I'm just writing a prescription and not finding the source. Right. You know, what's interesting, Angela, and by the way, thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to contribute and just your lead in and all the things you said, I'm already just getting thrilled to talk because we are on the same page. And I always talk about obviously prevention and being proactive. Um, But interestingly, I didn't really start, I certainly didn't start my career in that, you know, format or focus, but, and I don't know exactly along the way, I know I had interest already in vet school, but it certainly wasn't a heightened interest yet in being holistic and being more naturally supportive, but that certainly grew in my initial years in practice and gained more interest, but really didn't know anybody to look to for being a mentor. There were very few, you know, holistic veterinarians around at the time. And believe it or not, I actually graduated from veterinary school in 1993. So I've been a vet for more than 25 years, which I find hard to say, but it is phenomenal with you know, the, the amount of things that I have learned through the years of veterinary practice that, of course, make me a better integrative vet and a better holistic vet, having this broad and deep understanding. And then as my, as my story happened, as often happens for many of us, especially who gravitate to this kind of forum, is that one of my own pets was, you know, one of my greatest teachers. Our animals are always such good teachers for us. And she beautifully led me down the pathway that I am have gone down um, and continue to go down as I expand more and more, you know, with my learning so that I can teach others and teach pet parents. But it was my doggie named Asti, who was a black lab beagle mix. And back then I have one of those. Oh, she's so adorable. And so 
she, back in 2005, by the way, I was the director, the medical director for the San Diego Humane Society and SPCA. I saw that. Beautiful. I started out in just general practice and actually doing exotics and wildlife and did some zoo work and wildlife center work and then did some general practice and surgery and things like that. And um, then ended up falling into shelter medicine sort of by accident, but that was a very wonderfully rewarding thing to do as well. And uh, was you know involved of course with the San Diego SPCA. But during that time when I was full-time there, my doggie who was 14 at the time, Asti started having a lot of health issues that really conventional medicine wasn't good at, at mitigating and, and, and what supporting. And what age did the problem start? So she was about 14 and she started having tremendous weakness in her hind end to the point where, you know, she was knuckling under with her hind feet, very common, you know, situation and uh, falling down, not able to really defecate without falling in her poop. And I thought, oh gosh, it's getting close really not a lot of good solutions on the typical Western medical side. And I'd always been interested in holistic. So she pushed me to go look for solutions for her. And I found a veterinarian in my area who is still very near and dear to my heart, although he's moved to Portland, Oregon, Dr. Keith Weingart. Uh, and he, we started working with Asti and doing acupuncture, certainly a diet change right off the bat. She was eating kibble, I hate to say. Um, I've come such a long way. So, um, right. right? And so we put her on herbs and, you know, all kinds of good nutrition and and acupuncture and the like. And she literally went from falling down to jogging again. And I, and not, you know, for tremendous long distances, but her quality of life completely turned around. And I got to spend another two precious years with her of quality time. And so, you know, in the first six months of that, I already thought to myself, there's no way that I can continue doing what I'm doing. I have to learn how to do this so that I can apply it to more patients and share this and not just gloat over the fact that this was awesome for my dog. So I resigned from the um, Humane Society and I enrolled in the uh, acupuncture courses at the Chi Institute in Florida and went down to Florida for, you know, several segments. So, you know, every time you come now, you have to come see me because I sit with both of them. I am looking forward to that actually. And, uh, and so completed that. And so I am a CVA, DVM CVA is for certified veterinary acupuncturist. And then I expanded beyond that into food therapy, much more nutritional training, um, herbal training, and then really evolved even more and more over the years, because now it's been over 12 years that I have been acupuncture certified. And I really branched out into more of what I focus on right now is is something that you could call functional medicine and functional medicine is a term that many people may be familiar familiar with on the human side if they're really plugged into natural health and and supporting healing in a preventative way functional medicine is phenomenal and that's how i really i use a lot of different tools in my toolboxes and or toolbox and a lot of different mindsets but really functional medicine is sort of my central focus right now and i love it it works so, you know, we can talk I love more it. about, yeah, I love it too. And I wish, um, that when, would you say her, her name is Osti? Osti. Yep. Osti that, um, I could have, you know, it'd have been back if it was happening now that we could send her a full spectrum hemp extract and watch her go even further because I got my black lab beagle mix at 14 
and same thing was almost dragging her back end and she had a huge uh, MCT tumor on her spine and the back towards the back. And I, I have a boarding and grooming and retail shop also and a farm rescue. So a lot of my rescues now come from my shop where dogs either come to board and they never get picked up or they're like, oh, for, on the instance of Miss Daisy, she, uh, her owner passed, the family took her to board and we're like, we're going to take her to the SPCA. And we're like, no, <laughs> she's 14 and in terrible condition. Who do you think is going to adopt her? So of course we took her in and uh, these, the worst cases are my favorite because I, I have nothing to lose. Usually everything else has been tried. Um, and we changed her diet you know, let's see what happens when you change a 14 year old's diet, get them off medications. I actually, I don't think she was on any, any medications, but was certainly was fed a kibble diet, went, you know, completely straight to raw. Cause that's all I have. Um, and full spectrum hemp extract, same thing up yep. running. And yep. we, uh, we did a salve and tincture and got re- completely got rid of the uh, cancer. Tumor exploded, died, ooze. Same thing. She runs all over the place. So now she's 16. And she, um, she when she wakes up, is having trouble getting going. So she'll fall down and pee herself. Like, you know, she'll wake up to have to go pee, go fall down or slip or whatever, and then pee herself, whatever. So now I'm like, do I, am I going to have to get her wheels? You know, I don't know what the next step is. Diaper probably. But I <laughs> well, think- there's, there's so many things that we can do, you know, integratively to help your doggy and very similar, you know, doggies in such similar situations, which is, of course right. is so common. But I love that you added in the CBD tool in the toolbox because back in 2005, that was not readily accessible or being used. And so I got tremendous success with these other things. And like you said, imagine the success either heightened or or longer duration that I could have had if, if we had that tool at that time. And so that's one of the things I love to discuss with my clients now is as a plant medicine, these are the things that CBD offers. It is so wonderfully versatile. It is you know, so applicable to numerous situations, very safe, you know, as a general rule and, and what a wonderful thing. And and the thing that I love being about being a holistic veterinarian or an integrative veterinarian is that my toolbox, like you said this in the intro, so I was getting excited is almost endless. Like I can continue. And I tell clients in my first session, by the way, my first session, initial patient session with clients is 60 minutes long. So we have a very, you know, in-depth discussion and I always share with people, one of my, you know, um, roles in this, in this session is to not overwhelm you. Or, you know, one of my um, aims is to not overwhelm you because literally I I can support patients in so many ways with so many suggestions and and recommendations and, uh, you know, prescriptions of herbs and other things that uh, it's wonderful because the options are really, really vast. So, yeah, I think it's funny because, um, gosh, I'm sure I was overwhelmed (laughs) at some point, but when you really start to compare it to your own health and what we go through and then understand that dogs go through the same, that our pets go through the same type of thing, 
And it's usually we're just getting older. Um, understanding that really helped um, me so that it's not so overwhelming. But yes, we have to take a break and we come back. I want to talk to you about how do you make it not so overwhelming um, and talk about how, to me, what makes it simple is that everything we put in our body is, is the, is the answer is the difference. So putting whole real food in and whole plant medicine are a great way to start. Even if you just did those two things, you're, you're on the right road. So we'll be right back after this break to talk more about that. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we are back with Dr. Katie Kangas and we're talking about Ah, the ultimate. I feel the ultimate healthy pet. I feel like people give up when um, their dogs start having these age-related problems and diseases. I mean, even cancer. Cancer is scary, but cancer is, an, is, a, is a degenerative disease. So I'm like, I, I don't know if you know this. I have um, one of my beloved dogs, Nina, is an eight-year-old Doberman who has osteosarcoma. And I'm only treating her with a diet and all natural plant medicine, mushrooms. Um, I am treating her with THC because THC kills cancer cells. And she is on her eight month mark and is thriving. And I know we've already broken records, so it's awesome. And I plan on treating her homeopathically the whole, the whole time um, because what we fear is what pain, you know, that she's in pain, that she's uncomfortable and she is not any of those things. So I feel really great. And it hasn't spread. Uh, our chief vet, Dr. Zach is amazed. Um, we had another dog that was diagnosed, not us, but a friend of his had another dog that was diagnosed at the same time who did not do our protocol in THC, who is now passed. So him being that close to it and being able to compare is just, it's awesome for him. It's eye-opening for me. I'm like, yeah, this is what's supposed to happen. This is what I learned. This is what research, you know, told me, showed me. So this is how we're doing it. Um, so nice to see that in action and, oh, you know, is. really, really get validated with the kind of success that can occur. And as you mentioned, you know, from obviously plant medicine and nutrition being such a foundational 
you know, aspect of supporting and promoting health. And, and that's where it all starts. And so, you know, with my approach with all patients, it absolutely starts with nutrition and supplying the body with the best tools through food. And I literally tell my, my clients, and then I send them a, an outline appointment outline, which is like a go home sheet after each session, my prescription list starts with food. And so we start there and that's a big part of functional medicine. And maybe what I can do is define, you know, for our listeners define functional medicine. So everyone can get a better understanding of how I, you know, approach my patients, at least with primary focus. And so functional medicine, you can really describe it as, in my mind, two main principles. And the first principle is giving the body the optimal tools for it to function at its best. Don't you feel like people forget that? They forget that us and our animals have a system that takes care of us, fights off disease. And if we support that, that's the number one tool we have. The living body is a beautiful, powerful, powerful thing, powerful machine. And if you support it optimally, you know, our innate system can take over and we can heal and we can thrive. We just need to stop putting chemicals and, you know, over and, and bad food and processed food and all these kinds of things. Exactly. And give it, give it what it needs and and get out of the way. (laughs) And so that's such a a beautiful uh, approach through functional medicine is giving the best tools. And of course that starts with food and your daily diet, nutrition, and then some strategic nutritional supplements. And you can expand that category of tools to herbs and other great things. And then the second principle in functional medicine is then looking at how can we avoid or minimize the offenders that are causing disease, destruction of cells in the body, degeneration, and chronic inflammation, because every chronic disease you can name is based on inflammation. So my one of my roles in, in helping my patients is to look at what can we remove from their daily lifestyle to reduce the amount of inflammation and disease-causing trends in their body. And, and guess course, what? When you do that for your pet, you're also doing it for your entire family. Isn't that cool? And I get, I love that you said that, Angela, because people tell me all the time, which is so rewarding for me, that they themselves or their human family members are getting healthier as we work with their pet together. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like double double reward that I am helping pets and helping the people attached to these pets at the same time. And it's such a cool thing. I so know. yeah, so they start getting more keyed into, you know, processed foods and, you know, again, just removing processed foods and putting fresh foods in like you did for your doggy with a raw diet or something similar you're covering both of the principles. You're giving better tool, you know, you're giving good tools and you're removing processed food is such a huge offender, causing inflammation and bringing more toxins and all kinds of things that are an issue. But of course, you know, all the chemicals that are typically used in pets, flea products and, you know, worming medications and all of the prescription medications, as you mentioned, that are tend to be very overused and not only veterinary medicine, but of course, human medicine. So all of those things add up. And then I've taken such a interest in the fact that pets face a much heavier toxin burden as a general rule than humans do. And we already are very aware of the fact that there's a lot of toxins in today's world. Pets yeah, baby, babies are born. Yes. With yep. it. And, yes, and 
and our pets are worse. Yeah, go yep. ahead. And so they're, they're so heavily exposed to toxins that that is a big deal that's causing so much degeneration and disease and much higher rates of cancer and much higher rates of autoimmune conditions and, and so on and so forth. And just, and as you mentioned, I like that you brought up aging. I have so many clients that are like, oh, they're getting old. They're eight years old. I'm like, eight? That's like middle age. You know, they can get to 16. Not a problem. I've had two labs get over 16 already. In fact, free. So, uh, you know, large dogs. So, you know, people do have that mindset of, oh, eight. And, and we know if you are in the preventative, proactive, functional medicine mindset, then you can have healthy aging. And I always call my yellow lab Sage is almost 12 years old. And I call her my anti-aging poster child. She literally looks and acts like she's five, you know? And so it's just, it's nice proof and validation of using these uh, methods to support pet health is just, you know, tremendous, not only in disease um, addressing diseases, but preventing and aging more gracefully. So I agree. This is my, this is my 14 year old miniature schnauzer. You are a cutie patootie. You see her? Yeah. Every time I, every time I take him somewhere, people think he's a puppy. Same thing with our, we have a, um, Shih Tzu who she's nine Blanche looks like a puppy. People always think she's a puppy. And then, you know, I have my rescues who are a couple years older or a year older and they're disasters. And I'm like, I can now actually show the difference between, you know, the, a dog that's probably got vaccinated every year. She's got Cushing's, you know, she ate the kibble, you know, that, and I'm not judging anyone. I was that person. I mm-hmm. lost my first dog at age seven because my vet had her vaccinated every single year. I did the flea and tick. And it was, what's terrible is that none of it made sense to me, but it was my first dog. And so I did everything that my conventional vet told me to do because I didn't want to mess up. And I know a lot of people do that. And I know a lot of people hear me and go, what, who's this crazy lady? She's not a vet. Uh, You're right. The only thing I'm an expert on is cannabis and cannabis for your pets. However, I'm not ever going to tell you that you can just take a full spectrum hemp extract or THC and not change their diet and not support them in other ways because it's not gonna work. They're probably gonna get relief, but they're not gonna get better. Um, And we want them to get better. And I think, um, I know that you're a big fan of Billy from Answers Pet Food like I am. And um, he uses our products and he loves it because he doesn't believe in supplements. He believes in finding whatever your pet needs, you know, in the natural Mm -hmm. world, in a food. And what's great is that that's what this is. It's just a plant and we just squeeze the flower and get this wonderful oil that works for so many different things. Um, But I want to know more of what you have done, um, some great things that you've done with dogs uh, with cancer. Like, what are some of the great things? Have you have you did done anything with a dog with osteosarcoma by any chance? Oh, of course. You know, being a being a holistic or an integrative veterinarian, I I see, you know, patients uh, from so many different, uh, you know, health backgrounds that are coming to me. And of course, on occasion, I get to see puppies with people that are in this awesome mindset and they want to start on the right foot from the get-go supporting good health. 
Uh, and I love when I get to start in prevention mode like that with, you know, younger yeah. animals, but oftentimes the majority of the patients that are coming to me getting them when they're sick already. big time diseases, chronic, complex, you know, three diseases going on at the same time, that kind of thing. Of course, a lot of cancer because those situations are what drives people to start exploring other options. And so kudos to them. They're either frustrated that they haven't gotten results in, um, you know, Western medical approaches or, you know, they hear of some other success from somebody and thank goodness now in the information age, there's so many silver linings of the social media and, and all these things where people can get more information and, you know, people are looking then to find a resource that will help them in this sort of a, of a way. And so, of course, I do see a lot of cancer patients. And again, Angela, the great thing is I have so many tools. I, you know, the first thing with any patient and including a cancer patient is we're going to talk about diet. And in fact, to the degree that I finally got smart <laughs> after several years of doing this, I actually created a video. So my first time clients that have never seen me, they get a video link before our first session. I have a 12 minute video where I talk all about food and why processed oh, awesome. food causes disease. I go over, I have answers as a visual in my thing. I talk about fermented foods. I talk about medicinal foods that I recommend to add that my prescription list starts with food. I go through all this because I found that in everyone's initial 60 minute session, I was taking 15 minutes to say the exact same thing to everybody. And I'm, I want to give you more value. I want to get more into the specifics of your pet, but we can't skip this nutrition piece. It's absolutely right. critical that we talk about this. So now everyone watches it ahead of time and I get 15 more minutes to connect with them in their That's pet. That's a great exactly. idea. So can, I, can I borrow it? Because mm -hmm. no, that really is. I actually mm -hmm. don't start with diet because that I feel like is takes the most convincing. Yeah. And so it's when nice it's for them. Yeah, it's not. And people, you know what, Angela, people appreciate it so much. People thank me all the time. That was so helpful. It was such a great video. My, my um, wait for new patients to see me is generally about a six to eight weeks we're booked out. And so people have a while to wait to get in. And so it also gives them something very proactive to start doing awesome. before they come in. So some people come in, they're like, I already started some raw goat milk from answers. And I already, you know, started doing, so it's wonderful. And then they're already seeing positive changes and they've already been making some steps before they come in to see me. Now, in regards to specifically with cancer, as you okay, asked, hold on. we have to take a short break. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to talk about that. So we're going to talk more about cancer and I absolutely want to talk about being preventative. Woo! I know a lot of people during COVID got a puppy. So I, and you know, a lot of people I know got them. So I'm, I'm actually on edge because I'm like, okay, let's do this right. You know, kind of thing. Don't go to the vet and get vaccinated yet. Don't start them on this food yet. So let's talk a little bit about being more preventative also when we come right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at shoogies.com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. 
stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Dr. Katie Kanga, so we're talking about um, degenerative diseases, diseases, old age diseases. Um, and what's kind of remarkable is that, of course, my goal with Nina is to break the osteosarcoma record, which is now four years that I've seen um, on homeopath. So now that's my, that's my goal, which is kind of funny because she's, you know, she's an old, older now, especially for a Doberman, you know, that's 12 years and that's probably what's about normal. So literally it is a age degenerative disease. It's a cancer that's genetic that she probably, you know, got because they are more prone to get it. Um, which made me think (laughs) if we know this many large breed dogs get cancer in these spots, and THC kills the cancer and CBD can stop it. What if I just started giving my, let's say I got another Doberman and I started giving her that full spectrum as a, you know, let's say after a year old and then her entire life, if I could even put that off. So of course that's what I'm thinking now, but let's talk about prevention and, and why starting right is so important. Oh, it's right. An ounce of prevention is worth, you know, the the saying says a pound of cure. And I say a hundred pounds of cure. It's like, you can't even understate what being ahead of the game and being proactive rather than being reactive. And obviously it's a lot easier to support the body to not get into a cancer pattern than it is to try to clean up a cancer, you know, situation once it's there, not that it can't be done, but it's a much more difficult challenge at that point. So I love to prevent. And it's, you know, interesting bringing up the CBD. It, we know it's got so many benefits to it, but even the prevention of cancer makes good sense. Uh, but again, there's so many things that can help to prevent cancer and certainly feeding the best tools, having hopefully no processed food, you know, or very minimal processed food in the diet is huge. And then eliminating and avoiding as many toxins. I love that you brought up vaccines because over vaccinating is certainly one of the things in that category, but minimizing the amount of toxins, because those are the kinds of things that will cause cellular mutations. Most people understand that cancer is mutated cells. Normally the body is equipped to fix them. But when you are bombarded for years of time with numerous toxins, the the, body's ability, the threshold that it can handle with correcting all of these things starts to tip in the other end. And so it's just the accumulation of bad food, you know, over vaccination, chemicals, fleet, you know, things in the food, glyphosate, Roundup, on and on and on. And you get into the situation where the body cannot overcome that. And then you mentioned genetics. Sometimes that is, of course, involved as well. Um, You know, the other interesting thing that's come out that you may know of too is early spay and neuter has also been implicated in a lot of cancers uh, and, you know, other orthopedic diseases and things too. So so you can imagine when, um, you know, everybody's getting the puppy, I'm like, don't, the vaccinations don't spay and neuter don't. And I sound like, you know, the crazy lady. It is. Send them them to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> send I, them to me. So the nice thing is, Angela, I do actually, I do telemedicine now too, which awesome. is which is really wonderful. One of the silver linings of, of the pandemic uh, is that, you know, now I can, and, and people like me can be more accessible to more pet parents and finding a resource who is a veterinarian that, you know, has that, and I'm glad you're spreading the word, but of course they need some medical professional to help guide them through what they can do with a puppy or, you know, a young pet. Because imagine what they're hearing, you know, the most. Mm -hmm. And if they do decide and in their gut, they go, okay, that's not right. I'm not vaccinating at six weeks old, or I mean, I'm not uh, spaying at six weeks old, which I heard someone say today, and I couldn't believe it, um, that they'll go, let's say the HVMA.org and there's nobody around them. So to be able to call and make an appointment with someone like you to get a protocol and know what was right is wonderful. So we are so happy that you're doing that. And we will definitely actually, how do they um, do get an appointment with you? Thank you, Angela. The, probably the easiest way is to go to head to our website and uh, our, my website is, we didn't want to make anyone spell integrative or veterinary. So it's actually int vet care, I N T V E T care at, uh, dot com is our website. And then at Gmail is our email address. And a lot of people make appointments via email these days, but they can call, go on our website or email and we can get anybody set up. So awesome. I and there's a lot of information yeah. on my website too. A lot of educational information. It is. It's wonderful. Stuff. I'm looking at it. Um, I love it. I'm going to use the nine healthy foods for dogs as, as a, as a good good starter. And well, because, um, also with CBD, you, it's best when you give it with a treat. So I like that you've got the sardines and the anchovies listed there, because that's what we do the most. Um, but yeah, I think taking, um, ownership control over your pet's health and having wonderful people like you that I can call and ask questions. We get asked on a daily basis, Um, Can I take them off this prescription medication and go on to full spectrum? And of course, we don't answer that. We want a vet to answer that or how to transition from one food to another. Or I think one of the biggest things is people who do switch and don't have luck or their dog won't eat it. Um, You know, we have nine dogs here and, you know, not all of them eat something different, but half of them eat something different. Because of reasons, or you know, you get a, a sick dog who went out and bought the raw chicken, and they're allergic to chicken, or whatever it is. So, it's even if you do make these changes, it is great to have someone who can talk you through it. And oftentimes, we have a conventional vet who knows nothing about feeding, nutrition, CBD, the endocannabinoid system, herbs, all of these things that exist in nature always have and have always been proven to help. And it's so nice to have people like you out there who are, I mean, you're just always learning. I can tell. I'm sure if oh, something absolutely. else up, I mean, right now I'm into mushrooms. I, I just love mushrooms. They're just another wonderful adaptogen yep. that is yep. out there for us to discover and use and heal with. Mm-hmm. Um, What are some, what are like, if you could give your top, you know, tips to a pet parent, especially a new one with a puppy, what would they be? Well, you know, I might back up and say one of my tips is something that you just touched on that I do like to share with people is there is no one right diet for everybody. 
whether you're a dog or, or a person. Mm-hmm. And you said, you know, you have nine dogs and half of them eat, you know, something different. And so I do, it is nice to get a guide or a resource that can help uh, support people through that learning curve of what can work for my pet. And my top bar, my preference for dogs and cats is raw food, but not every pet can do that or not every pet can do that when they meet me. Sometimes, you know, if their GI is not stable, you know, they have gastrointestinal issues, now may not be the time to go to that extreme of a diet change. And then we can take baby steps to get there. So that is, you know, so you're asking about, you know, my top tips, definitely a fresh food diet is in there, but the timing of getting there or the steps of getting there can look very different depending on the patient. And so I like to help people customize that to what's going on for their pet. Um, The other thing about fresh food diet though, is it absolutely has to be balanced. And so the other thing is I certainly want to educate people that so many well-intentioned pet parents that understand that a lot of the pet foods on the market are poor quality and, and causing issues. And then they want to take, you know, some of that um, power into their hands, which is great. But oftentimes, the majority of the time, it's not done well and the diet's not balanced. And so luckily in today's marketplace, there are so many good options out there that are in the fresh food category that are professionally balanced, done well uh, for you already. So it makes things easier and more complete. Then you can enhance, people can enhance the diet with profoundly impactful nutrients that are easy to add in and just make the diet even better. And that's where my prescription list with fermented foods and sardines and all that good stuff comes in bone broth. And so food is the number one tip that I talk about with people because that sets the stage for everything. And as you said, just changing the diet alone can go a long way. I agree. And it can happen mm -hmm. at any time. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Whether they're six weeks old or, you know, 16 years old. So Mm-hmm. So true. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I enjoyed it so much. We need to do it again or maybe get on Facebook and do some things also because I feel like I could talk to you for another three hours. <laughs> me too. Me too. That would be my pleasure, Angela. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And again, if you want to get in touch with the, uh, with Dr. Katie, uh, her website is invetcare.com and you can also email her at invetcare at gmail.com. Yeah, one correction. It's INT, so short for integrative. So oh, there I, it is, INT vet. I, I need to put on yeah. my glasses. I'm like, no worries. Yeah, INT VETA, so into vetcare.com. Got it. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.